Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, prep your playlists, start your sleep timers, and puff those pillows. Because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And if you want to help out the show and you want to help out the people of Flint, Michigan, and make sure they get drinkable lead-free water, heavy metal-free water, uh, support the uh, Flint Water Fund through the United Way of Genesee County. You'll see the link in the show notes or just search Flint Water Fund United Way. And, you know, and send, send, send them some money because this is just... It's a bit ridiculous that this is going on, and I think this is just the first of many, unfortunately. Uh, but let's set the example that this just isn't acceptable, okay? Uh, thanks. Night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what the rest means, I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been running through your brain, Whatever's got you tossing and turning, whether it's mental, physical, or emotional. I'm going to try to distract you from all that. And the way I'm going to do is I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, pregnant pauses, in- incomprehensible nonsense, as uh, many, I think that's been on more than one report card. You know, that's like most people that have kids or were a kid, they didn't use, you know, all those extra spaces to put notes in. But, you know, I'm the one. They said, no, we need to, you know, remember when your high school did the remodel? Well, first they used indelible ink. That was in, I think, fourth or fifth grade. And I thought I had something I was going to talk about for our long-winded metaphor tonight, but it's going, we're going straight to report cards, I guess. And how about this for uh, disjunction? I was, I was thinking about MIA's song Paper Planes, and now we're going to talk because, it, 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 like, uh, a few things could be more apt, though, than for your brain to seize on or your brain bots or all the stuff to keep you up at night instead of other than report cards. Uh, but if you're new here, I just want to kind of sit things up. So I'm going to talk. I'm going to ramble. We're going to do an intro uh, where I'm going to try to familiarize you with the strange nonsense that goes on here. But at any time during the intro or any time after that, you feel tired you feel, you know, just just go ahead and nod off whenever you feel like it. Uh, the goal is to give you something to listen to that's kind of engaging, you know, kind of interesting, kind of humorous, like more interesting and engaging than whatever, you know, whatever part of you is jockeying for your attention. I want to be, you know, more interesting than that, but not interesting enough to keep you up at night. And that's all I want to do. So I was thinking about report cards because I remember they did it at one time. I immediately started talking about, what did they say, incomprehensible nonsense. I, I think they used to get, they finally, the school invested in this stamp just for my report card. You know, and then for the kids, I would, they'd say, well, how'd you drag him into your incomprehensible nonsense? And I'd say, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, most of the time, I don't even know, I still am not sure I know what incomprehensible nonsense is, you know, because if it's incomprehensible, how could it be nonsense? Or if it's incomprehensible nonsense, 
well, how would you know it's nonsense? Or is is that? And then I say, well, is that a? Do-? I think those were and those are different meetings about my report card. That's how those went. And I know it's hard to believe that uh, this story, but at one point, I think in fifth grade, they didn't. One time, they handed out the report cards. And this was a time, you know, when the the commercial companies were actively discriminating against left-handed people. And I think this might have been the last gasp of the great, uh, uh, you know, what those pen, pen companies go because they tried to come out with this. They they'd had enough of pencils, I guess. These uh, Bic and Mead and whoever else is in that, and they decided to take on Faber and whatever Paper Made or whoever the pencil empires are. And they said, let's make ourselves some erasable ink. Let's do. Let's finally do this. And it was a, a, a little bit of a craze when I was a boy. And for right-handers, I don't know. I don't have a right-hander's opinion, but I was a left-hander in that, uh, like, I already could barely write anyway. Uh, but it was worse than a pencil because, you, you know, you drag your hand, you know, your twisted writing claw, your, you know, like a lobster claw as a left-hander. And you'd spread, uh, you know, you'd ruin anything you were doing. If I didn't already ruin it on my own, the ink would do it for me because the page would be covered in uh, not a fingerprint, but a side of my handprint of uh, erasable ink. And as children, a lot of children, you just have to adapt. So I learned to, to have a very high sensitivity uh, to erasable ink, so I could spot it at like a hundred yards. They'd say, "Well, that's erasable ink over there. I better stay away from that." And so I'll never forget this one day. This teacher hands out the report cards, and I give my report card. I said, "I could tell as clear as day that that was written with erasable ink." And not being the brightest kid, and I, I swear it was not a bad grade. It may have been a B, but I said to myself. Uh, I wonder if this will erase, you know, maybe I'll help the old teach out. I mean, this could have been the narrative I wrote in my mind. And, of course, I picked the—I didn't have any erasable ink pens, one, because they were kind of a rip-off, and two, because I'm left-handed, and I loathe them. Uh, but so I said to this kid, and I, he, he was he was a tattletale, and I shouldn't have known that, but I said, hey, can I borrow your, uh, your, your pen, your erasable ink pen? And, you know, people, I was Mr. Messy. I had friends, but, you know, I, people didn't really want to loan me things, you know, because I tended to chew on them or uh, take them apart or conduct experiments. And that's what I had. So I said, OK, well, let me just I say, he said, why did you mean pen? I said, I'm going to run a little test here on this report card. And then I raced. Well, I started to race my grade. Of course, he told on me. Uh but I, I don't think I'm recalling it accurately because then I can remember, well, I think years later, I, I then I just started to write, you know. And I remember one time I erased a grade. I don't know what grade year it was. Uh, so much that it, you know, when you erase it so much that the, uh, what do you call it, the, you start to lose paper. You know, the, the first shiny surface of paper reveals the more craggy, uh, softer innards. Uh, so, but, but I guess my point was about indelible ink. And I guess the thing about bedtime is it's like you go you go to get in bed and you maybe you do everything you write or maybe you you know you're just exhausted and you've been running all day all evening and then you finally climb in bed uh, whichever whatever it is like uh, you know as soon as you lie down a lot of times whether it's your mind body or your feelings they say well it's just we got to go over this report card about. Okay, which report card? Because I didn't know they were coming today. 
And maybe you have kid, you say my kids report. No, 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 your report card. Uh, and then maybe you even know what you say. Well, today's report card because I didn't think thing. No, no, no. We're gonna well, we're gonna do them in. We're gonna do a whole life, you know, life report card, and then this year, a future report card. Because oh boy, if you could see the report cards that are coming. And then you say, well, this is sounding more like a report card report. And then your brain, you know, maybe a like, great idea. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, next up at 11 p.m., the report card report. And they say, well, Doris, uh, we're reporting here. We're live from your bed right next to you, right in your ear. Way too close here. And yes, I'm in Doris's bed, and I'm speaking, also I'm speaking, reporting directly to you, Doris. And I wonder how you're feeling about the uh, incoming, about to be announced report card report. And they say, well, I'm confused because I thought, is this a news report or a report on the is there so is there a, a you're reporting on a report about my report cards like they're releasing a report card report and you're reporting on that and you might say hold on scoots you're on to something i say yeah this is kind of what the podcast does is i intervene on your behalf but the main thing i'm here to is kind of put a stop to that. i say hold, hold on doris is trying to sleep here and just so everybody knows that's the name of my pillow you know but i've personified that pillow so i could use her as an example and I said, you know, uh, you know, and I said, Doris, don't worry, I'm going to pretend. And then you say, okay, now I'm really confused. And I said, well, you, you just close your eyes whenever. I'm going to use this kind of calm voice. I'm going to de-escalate stuff, Doris. Uh, don't you worry, you just lie. Hey, hey, reporter, wow, is that a, what do you call that? Is there a periwinkle tie you've got on there for this report? And then the reporter will just, usually your brain will look at me at this point because it doesn't expect to be addressed directly. And with a kind of open welcome or something, I say, hey, why don't you tell? So, what's coming up on this report? I'm, I'm, is it was that the teaser or was that the uh, uh, was that the lead-in? Because I don't know the difference between those things. Okay, and then your brain's still looking at me. I say, well, you, hey, you want me to take? Can I take the mic from you? I'll do the report card report. Hey, this is Scooter here reporting on the report card report. Uh, live on location, we got a great reporter here. Reporter Periwinkle Johnson. We call we call we call we call you Scoots Scoops, right? Uh, who's doing a fine report? He just handed me the report. It sounds like it's uh, a lot of a lot of reactionary stuff predicting the future. But it seems like all these reporters, uh, they're trying to uncover all these reports. To protect poor Doris from the unknown future, and it seems like they kind of say, "I don't understand these these great great reporters here at the report card report." You know, they they they're looking at the past and they say, "Well, geez, I don't know." And I think these are all former weather people that got pushed out once the meteor meteorologist came. Yep, okay, I knew it. So that's what happened, folks. Is that one of the things that keeps you up at night? And I'm not going to say it's a conspiracy because look at it, the person's in a periwinkle tie. Uh, but there could be some association with weather people that were pushed out by meteorologists. They repurposed themselves into reporters on report card reports. And then as soon as you lie down to bed, you know, they say they're hired as consultants by some sort of part of you that's worried or And they say, look at this, this is all an indelible ink in this report. It's all about, you know, it's in, you say, well, what is, is that P.E.? No, that's like a, 
And they say, no, 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 we got rid of P. Physical education, we just have physical. So these are all the listings of ways you're deficient physically. And then we, you know, we got rid of mathematics. We just gave you all Fs and and all the other subjects. But here's, uh, we even have breath here. I guess we should move that to physical, huh? And then we have, you know, all these different things about effort, uh, you know, follow through. It wasn't follow through, uh, uh, talking back, assumptions. Look at that. You got a straight checks and assumptions. Uh, oh, no, this, that's problems from all your assumptions. And the tricky thing is once these reports start coming in, it's kind of like you, your battery's out of your remote. You're like, okay, I know I should shut this off, but I don't want to miss it in case there's actually something I could use and I can't shut it off. And I don't know how well this metaphor is coming together, but they, they don't always do that. But, I, you know, I'm here to intervene on your behalf. I say, hey, let me take that remote from you. I know about this report card report. Believe it or not, there's a couple bloggers that just give it, like they put it into bullet points. You can read it about it tomorrow. And I, I, I'll i be honest, and I don't want to say this in a, a hurtful way, this channel's known to practice fear-mongering around report cards and also, as far as I can tell, there's not really any real report cards about adulthood. Uh, and usually the people that are distributing, that they're, they're like report card hobbyists. These are former weather people. And, you know, it can seem pretty real because that one's wearing a periwinkle tie. And they do have it. It says report card report in that manila envelope. And they do have your name on there and things. I want to tell you, you you just lie back. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell like a little bit of a silly story based on Spanish language words I was trying to extract from this latest episode, and I'm gonna talk about the corresponding episode of Breaking Bad, and then the corresponding episode of Metastasis, or Metastasis and Breaking Bad, and I'm gonna take my time, and I'm gonna get there. It'll be a little bit, but so don't worry about any of those reports. Can you see the weather? Look at how enthralled the former weather people are by this voice. So I'm just going to de-escalate. There's no reports here. It's not report time. But all the reports will get filed. Don't you worry, former weather people. I'm here to listen to all of you in a strange way by just kind of talking. And that's it. That's how the podcast works. It's, It's odd. It's strange. Uh, but I'm going to be here doing my best to just pull in a little bit of your attention and take my time. And sometimes I'll try to go places and try to do stuff and it won't, you know, it's kind of deteriorate. Much like the whole erasable ink, you know, that was, I think that was, and sometimes things, things won't make any sense. Like the fact that the company that was making the the pens uh, used by all the children were ma- was making cigarette lighters. They say, what? And we... And then you'll just kind of have a laugh because it was in the past and there's nothing we can do about it now. Oh, wait, it's in the present. Okay, well, there's nothing we, right now, we're just going to bed. Uh, so that's it. I'm glad you're here. I really hope I can take your mind off of stuff. I'm glad you stopped by. I'm going to send my voice and my intention here across the deep, dark night and try to take your mind off of stuff so you can fall asleep, all right? Thanks for coming by. All right, so we're talking episode 32 of Metastasis, and uh opens with uh, a question, or, you know, KK, I wrote it three times, KKK, me amor, that you love me. 
Tell me that you love me. And you say, really? Do you, do you? Then it says, you really need it. And you say, well, how about this? Recogase, you pick. And you say, I pick what? Oh, yay, oh, yay. Oh, yay, oh, yay. Yeah, hey, hey. I pick either hey or hey. H-E-Y or H-A-Y. Wait, did you just say nos vemos? You'll, you'll see you like later? Oh, boy, I got to find a best friend to tell him. Hey, best friend, imaginary friend. Uh, Como's less way. How'd it go? Not great. Uh, uh, a little bit of an enrendo, an entangle, a tangle, a little tangle in the relationship. Or I guess more of an enrendos, enrendos, entanglements. Well, let me tell you my forlorn made-up love story here. In peace, it begins a paroquia story with me saying, but here I am, as I had run to the top of these stairs. And I said, these stairs should be on a movie, but they weren't any of the famous staircases in the movie. It was only because it was a short set of stairs, but I pretended it was not. And I said, but here I am, paroquia story. And then someone was saying, Contra, contratas, contratas. And I said, are you selling contracts? And then they said, uh, Debrias, and I, you should. I said, I should sell contracts. And I said, uh, no, 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 Monton, let me block that idea because I don't like that one bit. And I said, Fala, it fails. Your idea failed, uh. And I looked at the statue at the top of these stairs, and I said, El Alma Su Familia to this contract seller. He loves his family. He said, that's a, well, it wasn't a statue. It was just a little Sonic the Hedgehog toy that had been left behind. And I said, think, think of all the low, log, rar, low, log, lar, low, low, rar, low. All this hedgehog has achieved, like maybe pronouncing pronouncing words, low, rar, low, achieved. Do you accepto? Accepto? I accept. I agree. Yes, you do agree. Well, I see you're going to speak, but uh, Guardar, save it for a second here, because pensando, I was thinking. Uh, you know, one una pola tomar, one cold soda, I think is pola, or one cold drink at a cafe abierto, an open cafe. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Entonces, so I'm asking you, would you, would you like to join me for a, a, a frio pola, cold, cold pola, a cold a drink? Uh, no, 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 I'm not saying anything about Lasaco yet, the, the sack. No, 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 I'm just saying, am I the mismo man, the same man that rejected your contracts? Yeah, I am mismo man. You know, I mean, Kunto, uh, how much, how many contracts could I sell? Probably zero. Because usually when I do stuff like that, they say, Recibio, he already received his contracts. And I said, well, this is my first call. 
And, you know, I bet you at your contract selling company, there's somebody selling in Bombas, like pumping those contracts out. And they're probably, you Ace Young. And they probably would give me the dado, the finger, if they saw me. And I'd say, Bayo, I see. Uh, Bea, do you, do you see? Do you see? You know, in Frento, here I am face to face, face to, in Frento, Frento or something, face to face with you. And maybe we're not speaking the same lingua, language totally, because mine tends to be gibberish covered by, you know, it's a little bit ridiculous, ridiculous. And part of that is decenio, deceno, deceno, like design. How about this? I, let's just sh- sh- shake, shake this whole idea up. Instead of going for a drink, what do you say we rastreen, we crawl, and we rastrar, we track? Uh, w- w- let's find out where this Sonic the Hedgehog came from and return it to its owner. Uh, like, uh, find out. Let's, what do you say? Ah, bear, you go. What, what do you think? Uh, ha, bear, low, hecho. I did think of that. Then, you know, idea. It'd be a great first date. What do you think? Uh, then displace after we could discuss. You're rolling your eyes already. Well, let's start crawling. What do you, what do you think? This kid can't, you could go behind me. So don't worry. And I promise to Sabe's K, you know what? Uh, I'll I'll keep it like a Yave, like we're close friends. I'll keep it at a slow crawling pace. And we can pretend Somos that Somos, we are like pro crawlers. And Lohago, I do look, look, you see here, I think these are uh, the kind of footprints that would be carrying, like they're small, you know. Here, would you like to uh, toke a robar, steal a touch of the, uh, like, hold on to the Sonic? Go ahead, steal a touch of the Sonic. Now, I was thinking reggae last day, wega. What are the rules of this searching game? Well, first of all, it should be in a spirit of Dondo of giving the Sonic toy back. Uh, and it would be sabi as wise. For us to leave all our muletas behind, all our crutches behind, so that we can take our giving and make sure it's reparta, distributed everywhere, you know, where it's needed. Because uh, this could be part of a, a important cobro, important collection. Uh, and usually I find if I just say things out loud, uh, it helps. Uh, so I think it's time to dehemos to leave and keep crawling. And I'll kind of speak in strange, I say, no, hey, uh, no, hey, there is not uh, anyone here. Hello? Uh, Cree, Cree, K Intentar. He believes he will try to find the owner of this. It's my obligation, Sakarlo, to get this thing out of my hands and your hands and into the hands of who really is missing their little Sonic toy. It's a little paquete, a little package of Sonic-related... And we could talk to the Sonic. Do you want me to talk to him instead of crawling? Uh, Nadia, nobody didn't lose you on purpose. Don't worry, Sonic. Don't worry about your coin. Oh, you're into uh, 
those things called gold rings, aren't you? There will be no demora, Sonic, for, for me to get you back to your owner. I won't be Cayadita with you, maybe with this young uh, contract seller I might, Koi, uh, Cayadita. But I plan on Entregar delivering you back to your owner, and it'll be Bacancito, uh, wicked sweet when we do that. And I'm a bit of a sonic mula, a sonic mule, I say. Uh, protesto, yo pro I protest. Uh, I don't want to be called the sonic mule. And I protect Gurlo, I'll protect you. Uh, from Esos Peros, those dogs, because they look like they would want to carry you around. Because are you chewy, Sonic, like a Smurf? Or somewhat chewy but damaged my teeth like the Smurf toys did? All right, Benga, Benga, Sonic, Benga, uh, contractor. Uh, yo, Barry, I'll see. And there'll be no demora, no delay. For see that child there? That child of a head looks sad. Podemos, can we... Uh, find out if you, you belong to this child. With There's a Happy Meal there. And end this tontaria, this foolishness. El mismo, it's all the same. But, but is it, you know, when we deliver Sonic back home? Our, the time is now to get, excuse me, is this your Sonic toy? Uh, I found something. I'll go. I found something, a little Sonic Oh, Piencilo, you're going to think about it if it's your toy? Uh, whoa, 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 Waco, there's a gap here. Because uh, if this was your toy, you'd know. Look how cute it is. It's got that Sonic, arms are crossed. You could even see ton you know, Sonic, I wanted to call it Tonic, but tapping its foot in my imagination. And I would say, hey, Sonic, decay of what? What are you tapping your foot about? What is it, Apoka, this time? Is it something enormous, something huge? You know, because you abunda sometimes, Sonic. You abound. I like when you roll. Do you guys like when Sonic rolls? Oh, no, no, no. No reason to be assustada of Sonic. I mean, I guess a real hedgehog probably. Frightened, you know, that you'd get poked. Well, if this isn't your Sonic, would you like to uh, join our patrulla, our patrol? We're crawling around, seeing if we could bagarle, hit on the owner of this Sonic. Ibamos, that's where we're going. Where we were going, I mean, Ibamos. We were going to try, you know, try to shut the old, as Encyclopedia Brown may not say, Kayara, shut the door on this case. Uh, correcto, am I right? Because uh, I'll tell you what, uh, La Morlea de esta historia es que tome una decisión, decisión a medias. Uh, the moral of his story is to take uh, the half decisions. You know, because I don't want to get into a situation where there's two people that say they own the Sonic and they say, you know, cut it in half. So that's why I got to act, oh, I, I should act right now, you know. Because Ubo, there was many tales of toys that, uh, you know, that they, 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 they say, uh, what do you say? Where ambos lados, both sides said they owned it. Ubo, uh, Tales, or whatever, ambos, both sides said they say, this is my Sonic. 
And then you say, Aki, Iora, he, I'm here, and I want to save the, the Sonic from getting cut in half. You know, because I don't want to be a sapo, a toad. And I want one person, ideally, to have the whole Antira, the whole Sonic. And believe me, I, I grappled lead, uh, lead, uh, Lidiato. I grappled with just keeping it for myself. And, or saying, well, bam, manabal there. Uh, the owner, they will come back. But I'm here to conserve La Paz. Wait, how old are you, three? So you don't understand what I'm saying, huh? Uh, well, let me ask the con. Oh, the contract uh, seller left too, because I was gonna say, hey, how about this? How about we uh, deslace la mano? Let's give Sonic a hand. Aganesto, can you do that with me? And then say, let's put Sonic here and say, que darte, stay, while we bayamos, we go. But look at you can see Biendo. Sonic is seeing. Our tristeza, our sadness, and our departure is a retraso delayed by Pareja, a couple of minutos, Pareja minutos. And, you know, I feel both fuerte y duro, strong and hard about this, that if Sonic isn't este corriendo, if Sonic's not resting, running, I mean, este corriendo, you know, are, are we, you know, because it's a toy, so it can't really run anywhere. I don't want to delate. I don't want to betray. So I think you should take this, even though you're three and you don't understand what I'm saying. Uh, I think you should take this, uh, Sonic, because uh, I think that is acertada, the right thing to do. Just don't put it in your mouth. And if someone comes asking about their Sonic toy... You know, your three, just to just, you know how to hide things yet? And then when you get home and it gets washed and in fin, in fin pueda, finally you can put it in your mouth then if you're supervised only. And it's bigger, you know, it has to fit in that thing before you can fit it in your mouth. You know what I mean? Just don't put it in your mouth ever, okay? That's probably best. Learn from me. I can still feel what it would feel like to chew the toy in my teeth right now. So I guess that's it. With I, I think I hope you enjoy your Sonic. I will enjoy thinking about. Well, I'll be more thinking about Sonic rolling and then the, the sound of the coins. And then I guess when I think of you and Sonic, I'll just picture Sonic to tapping Sonic's foot with his arms crossed, and waiting for me to crawl away and leave you to enjoy your toy. So have a great day. Thank you, and I'll see you later. Hopefully. Like, do you think I could ever borrow the Sonic? No. Okay. Well, you, you, I didn't think you understood me, but you seemed to. Okay, bye-bye. All right, so we're talking episode 32. St D my handwriting again. D-E-C-I-M-E, Medias, maybe. And it starts out with Wendy... And she seems to be kind of suffering some of the pains of addiction. And Dame La Plata, that's just by itself. Uh, then we have Cielo. She's looking stuff up online, but she's hiding it on her computer. Uh, Walt drops Junior off at the house. Cielo comes out. She's like, hola, let's talk a minute. And it seems like Walt's like, uh, talk about what? 
And she's like, the, what's the problem? And Cielo seems to kind of present some kind of case. And then Walt resists, and she makes a stronger case. And she says, Walter, ja, you know, yeah, I don't know how to say it in Spanish, especially with that yelling on a sleep podcast, but, you know, yeah. And then Walter tries to argue, then Cielo says something, la familia. And Walt says, uh, see, he thinks about it. He says, mucho mejor. And she kind of laughs in his face and walks up and is like, no, 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 no. And I was like, does Walt want to move back in? And then they seem like they're negotiating over days, you know, like one day, two day or something. And then she's thinking, and she she had a, like, uh, it was good acting. She, like, kind of had this mad and amused look on her face, kind of cute. And she considers it, you know, then there's a period, which means end of sentence. And then there's a camera POV, Walt's doing uh, calculations. And they say, aren't all cameras, everything in a TV show is from the camera's POV. I'd say, okay, well, thank you, uh, Sleep Podcast Critic. How's that podcast working out for you? Because I'm in the middle of one right now. I say, whoa, you just harsh. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to harsh you. Anyway, I mean, but I'm in the middle of, hey, do you mind? It sounds like you have some great ideas for a criticism podcast, but I'm in the middle of this one. Can I give you some attention later? Sure, thanks for being so nice to me. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to grow. Uh, Jose's working. He asked Walt something. Walt says, no, gracias. Uh, Jose asks something again, and then he nods at the camera. And then it's night. They're at a cafe. Uh, Abierto, I think that means open, red neon sign. And Jose shows Walt some blue azul that he bought on the street. And Jose's very mad, and he's like, little kids, you know, and then he talks about his friend Gordo, and Jose's, you know, very upset. And Walt's like, what do you want? And whatever he says he wants, he can't believe, Walt, Walt can't believe what Jose's saying. He says, no. And Jose's, okay, no. And he says, por favor. And Walt's like, dude, are you nuts? And then Jose seems to have some kind of plan. And Walt argues, and he tries to talk him out of it. And Jose tries to argue back about Gordo. And then Walt's like, still like, he's like, no, no. And then he's like, please don't be stupid, sentido, he even says, which I don't know, sabe que? And then Jose's like, dude, I'm determined. And then he pays and leaves uh, for Gordo, I think. Then we have uh, cards at the hospital. I, that was a hard one. It looked like Serda at the hospital in my handwriting. Or a strange W and then a DS. That's actually what it looks like, WDS. Uh, but nothing like the letters WDS. And then at looks like, uh, anyway, not important. Marie and Henry, uh, there's Marie and Henry, and then no, I put Junior. Uh, but I'm not sure. I thought Junior was there. No purple on. Maybe that's what I meant. Double question mark. Gray sweater. So it's covering Marie, so I couldn't tell. 
She kind of spills the beans when uh, Junior wins a card, so about counting cards, maybe. And then Henry probes a little bit about his dad or his papa. And then Henry really probes. Maria's kind of stunned. Junior freaks out. Uh, the next image we see are the scales of justice, and they're in Saul's office. And Walt's playing with the balance of the scales. Uh, theme phone's ringing. And it was also interesting, the uh, interior decorator's phone was not r ringing. Cause there's a, so it's a black metal uh, justice statue holding the scales of justice. Or judge, you know, judgment, I don't know. And what's strange is that it's next to a white and gold triple dolphin statue. Uh, which you'd, you know, probably find at the entrance, you know, to a call to your, your, you know, and you'd say, if you, I mean, normally, I love dolphins. Let's, let's put that out there. And so dolphin statues, you got a couple options for dolphin statues. One, you know, if you're a VRBO in or Airbnb in a house in somewhere where there's a beach and you see a triple dolphin statue, totally cool. Or, you know, in a tropical setting, you could do a lot more with uh, uh, white ceramic statues of sea creatures. But if you ever go into like a structure building, especially if it's called a compound, and there's any dolphin statues, you have, you know, don't even, you don't even have my permission to leave. Just, just go back to your car. And if you have, uh, I love Saul or uh, yes, Saul Bueno. But yeah, I don't know if you could take the legal advice of, well, maybe you should. I don't know. You think I had one more situation or if you encounter a dolphin statue? Uh, probably not. To, but, but, you know, just be, I guess, be skeptical when you run across, when you see a dolphin statue in the wild, quote unquote. And I guess you could make up a, you could test it with it. Like, are these mounted? Where'd, where'd you get these, uh, They'd be like, it's a dolphin statue. It's a lamp. If it's a lamp, then that's even a bigger warning sign. Dolphin statue lamp. Unless you're buying it, sleep with me. Uh, it's our new merch, dolphin lamps. Anyway, distractions. Let's see, where were we? Uh, triple dolphin, white and gold. Uh, Saul's really berating Walt about something. Then Walt's got some questions for Saul. He's stressed out. Uh, casa obligation. Waltz kind of seems like he's about to freak out. Uh, Saul's trying to explain Cielo or something. And he's like, I'll investigate and call in something. And the next thing you know, Jose and Wendy are in a room. And Jose's asking her something. He's sitting backwards in a chair. I remember, I think Alex P. Keaton used to do that. And I didn't like it then. And I don't know how I feel about it now. Uh, they're talking serious about something, though. He says, I'm counting on you. CCC. She's biting her nails. She seems nervous. Then we have Walt with uh, Valentina, I think. It's Vatin Liz is what I wrote. But that probably means Valentina. Big lots. That can't be right. It looks like big lots. Of doorbell, big lots of doorbell ringing. Oh, lots of doorbell ringing. 
Lots. So, yeah, lots of doorbell ringing. We, we got that one interpreted. It was an English, it was English to English translation or my handwriting to handwriting translation. Uh, Mike's at the door. He's like, uh, why didn't you call? My wall says that Mike just walks right and he sits down. He's like, bro, have a seat. And then they talk about the Hefe and he's like, Saul? And he's like, no, 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 the Hefe, dude. And then he says, Jose Rosa, Rojas is a big problem. Jose Rojas is a big problem. That kid on a light, speaking of statues, that kid on a light pole statue's there. And it looks like slightly, it's just a strange statue. Like it's a kid straddling. Uh, I think I have more details. I do. Uh, Mike tells him a plan. And then it says, dot, dot, dot. Kid on a light pole has a plaid skirt on. It seems to be a male. In tall yellow socks, red coat, yellow cap, is and it's straddling a light pole. I mean, they have some, you know, it's it's uh, and then this is the same family that has an owl collection that we haven't seen in like ten or fifteen episodes, uh, owl statue collection. But Mike kind of lays down the law, and then he or he's telling a long story. Well, he kind of looks freaked out. He gives a frown. His eyes are blinking. And he seems moved by the long speech by Mike. His eyes are even moving back and forth. And then Walt gives an icy frown at the end. So he's cold. And then we have Jose and Wendy. They're watching a kid on a bike. Wendy's still nervous. Victor shows up. He says, hey, Jose, come with me. Mike's in the car. Uh, they go to Los Polios uh, HQ, and there's some industrial, more ministry than Nine Inch Nails, maybe, music playing, if that means anything to anybody. And there's a car out front upstairs. Walt, Walt and Gus are at a table with the two, uh, uh, these two other drug dealers. And Walt glares. Gus, it turns out, yeah, Gus is the jefe. Uh, Gus starts talking, and Jose starts running his mouth at Walt. Calls him a sapo, which is frog. It must have some other uh, meaning, though. And then Gus, it's Gus's turn to be ice cold. He says, listen up, buddy. Walt saved you. And he he says, no, 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 look at me. Jose starts looking at Walt. He says, look at me, punk. That's my language. And then Jose says, no, it's a nino, man. It's kids. And he seems to be like, hell no, uh, you should all, you know, you should be ashamed, Gus. And then Gus says, okay, no kids, you got it? And then Jose says, okay. And he says, repeat after me. And then he has to shake hands with the other guys. Then Henry gets a sponge bath. And Maria's talking like real long and um, amorous to Henry. But he's not interested. She's really, you know being loving and amorous, you know, and Henry's not interested. And then they're debating and he's not having it. And then she wins and some, she says, getting him to come home somehow, which I would later figure out. But, and then we see Mike, he's, I mean, uh, Henry, he's in a wheelchair with a, a balloon, Valor. I think balloons. And it's a spacey scene. Jose's smoking in bed with Angela. 
and there's some weird uh, kind of trippy, trippy uh, cinematography. They kiss. Uh, Angela has a Willy Wonka ringtone uh, from Pure Imagination. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, just the bells I put. And she's like, okay. Then we have Walt at work. He's calling Jose. There's no answer at Jose. He's like, dude, what, you know, WTF, you're late to work. And it's the end of the work day. And Walt and Junior are watching a TV game show. Junior's really into it. And Walt's worried. And then it's dinner time. But Walt goes and makes a secret bathroom phone call with water running. And I'm like, uh, dude, uh, you can't cover your deep voice with water. No offense, but there's no chance. And then Walt goes back to the TV, he sees some news, and he's like, uh, see, I was like, it's dinner. Walt's like, no, no, I want to see this news. And this was a lot of stars. I put Junior in the background is cleaning off the flatware, which, if you'll recall, when they were, when, when Henry was first in the hospital, Marie, uh, or Maria was like, I don't like dirty, spotty flatware. And he's like, that's how our flatware is. So I thought that was a real nice touch that he was doing that. And then Cielo tells him, you know, Walt's going to be eating dinner with us more or something. Dad's back. Walt's got out of it worried. And then he kind of, uh, he's like, I got to get out of here. Uh, runs good news. Uh, Jose's in a car. Walt deals with everything. And I say that, so it goes, comes to him. Walt says, hey, Jose, I'm going to take care of you, buddy. And that's the end of the episode. All right, so we're talking season three of Breaking Bad, episode 12, Half Measures. And that, that phrase really means a lot to me, Half Measures. And I remember loving it even before a phrase had one meaning for me. I just thought it was uh, half measures is such a cool term uh, in this episode. But the episode opens with Wendy and the Crossroads and the song by the association, Wendy, which I thought was nice and cute. And I picked up the lyrics here. Uh, Wendy, W-I-N-D-Y, by the association, Who's peeking out from under a stairway, calling a name that's lighter than air? Who's bending down to give me a rainbow? Everyone knows it's windy. Who's tripping down the streets of the city, smiling at everyone she, she sees? Uh, who's reaching out to capture a moment? Everyone knows it's windy. And Wendy has stormy eyes, uh, flash at the sound of lies. And Wendy has wings to fly above the clouds, above the clouds, above the clouds, above the clouds. And Wendy has stormy eyes, a flash at a sound of lies. And Wendy has wings to fly above the clouds, above the clouds, above the clouds, above the clouds. And it was written by Ruth Ann Friedman. The lyrics repeat after that, but it really fits the... Uh, Wendy's life, which is a lot of uh, miserable repetition, we'll say. Also noted that Wendy drinks root beer. Wendy uh, drinks root beer. She uh, gets a lot of burger. That's the burger place she likes. 
and also meth. And Jesse watches, uh, I think, her make her buy. Then we have Walt and, Walt and Walt Jr. talking about the driving test. And Walt Jr. wants to use his dad's car. Blue tape is still on the car. I like that touch from the windshield. Who I think Walt's been through this as his third windshield, maybe since the seasons, the series started. And Junior doesn't like mom's brakes. And then he's like, hey, Dad, how, how are my feet doing? And he kind of asks because he's not doing how his dad wanted him to do his feet while driving. So, and then he says, you know, I, this is okay, though, Dad. I looked it up. And I can keep wor working at it. And Walt says, well, as long as it gets you from safely from point A to point B, then who am I to argue yeah, I thought that was. And then Skyler is looking up Monday laundering on Wikipedia. I, thought, I was like, wow, that Wikipedia back then. I mean, how time flies, but it wasn't that long ago. And then 9 a.m. Saturday. Oh, Walt says to Junior, I'll do, you know, he's driving off. Junior he says, I'll see you at 9 Saturday. And then Skyler's like, uh, hey, Walt, how about we talk? Uh, she's like, have you thought about what we talked about? And uh, Walt's like, thought about it? Do you mean reconsidered? No. And she's like, well, what's the flaw? He goes, flaws, Skylar. Flaws, plural, not singular. And he's like, where should I start? And she's like, this is your mess you created. And she's like, come on, let's make this work. I think we can make this work together. It's the jux of her case. And Walt's like, no, 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 no. And she, they go back and forth. And Skylar's like, you know, I don't want to be, you know, without standing here hanging in the breeze or whatever because of you, Walt, and you don't exactly have a great track record. And they talk about plausible deniability. And she's like, I want them, you know, if they're going to, she's like, I'd rather be Bonnie a Bonnie and Clyde than some mole, you know, M-O-L. And I want this believable and she's like, I think we'll make this work together. And Walt goes, well, there's one little hole in your plot. And then you can see Walt's body language. He's like, well, this is this could be what I want. And there's some really on-the-nose subtext here. That's what I put in a good way. Triple started. Because he says, uh, oh, there's a little hole in your plot. Uh, it'd be better if your husband was not estranged. You know, why would your estranged husband do this? And she's like, because he loves this family. This is the, the on-the-nose subtext and quotes. Like, they're talking about one thing on the nose, but they're really talking about everything else, which is interesting because they're talking. It's it just, it just really good writing. Like, so it's a good kind of on-the-nose, misdirection, I guess. Uh, anyway, because it says, uh, she says, well, he's just desperate for reconciliation. It may be hopeless and futile. Uh, then again, he'd try anything. And Walt's like, I don't buy it. He goes, no, no longer a estranged husband. That's what he says. Maybe if he was back home in his own bed with his wife. And Skylar says, and suddenly a fantasy. And the way you, she, she does something with her eyes there, but Skylar's eyes. Uh, Walt's like, I want to be part of the family every night of the week. And she's like, no. And then Walt's like, six. And then she goes, two. And Walt's like, 24. You know, they go back and forth. It's really nice. 
And then Will wants his own key. You know, he makes all sorts of excuses. Yeah, but it, it's a nice little scene there. And then we see the lab, uh, the black barrels with the moth on it. I never digged into what was in those. I don't know if that's the methylamine or something else. And Jesse's like, hey, well, how about we grab a, a beer? And Walt's like, no. And he's like, no, seriously, let's grab a beer after he looks at the camera. And then they're at the Paul Monterey Inn, question mark. And then they have one soda and one beer, Jesse's soda. And then uh, Jesse shows Wolf the meth that uh, Wendy bought. And he says, what? Well, it's like, what are, what are you doing? It's just like, this is our stuff, right? And Walt does a lot of hand rubbing in this scene, I notice. He's got a lot on his mind. And Jesse starts to whisper to him. He's like, well, no, no, no. And he's like, just, dude, this is from these guys that are the troublemakers. But it's our meth, so it means they work for uh, the guy we make the meth for. And Walt's like, that's hearsay. And these guys are no good because I know, you know, I know, so, you know, I know I got an inside person and they work with kids and all that and they're scum. Uh, wretched hide of scum and villainy, I think he says. And Jesse Walt's like, well, what do you want? Jesse's like, well, I got a plan. And Walt's like, you can't be serious. You No, 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 no you don't have a plan. And Jesse's like, listen, Walt, this isn't the first. And Je Walt's like, this is apples and oranges, Jesse. But Jesse's serious. And Walt's like, this isn't really your behavior of eh, you know, get involved in other people's business. It's not part of a 12-step program. And it's like, oh, boy. And then Jesse's like, listen, man, you're, if you're not going to help me, I forget it. And he t I think Walt even says, this achieves nothing, accomplishes nothing. And Jesse's like, if you don't see what it does... You know, I can't explain it to you. And then it almost feels like a, an extra level of theming because Walt's like, Jesse, J Walt gets a little bit, he goes from the critical Walt to the maybe fatherly Walt. He's like, Jesse, you don't want, just, just, just mind your own business here. And Jesse, like, forget it. And then we have Marie, uh, Hank, and, and Junior playing cards, and Ju Hank's, you know, he doesn't like the way Marie plays cards, how she knocks. And they're going back and forth about the rules. Uh, Marie was really, she was humming with joy when she was winning, uh, which was cute. And just amusing, I think. I think more than cute. And then Hank, he's in white dad pajamas with blue piping. He said, would you get those at the, the uh, Father's Day, you know, regifting store? Marie's got triple purple on. And then Junior wins. She's like, what are you, three in a row? Have you been playing cards with your dad? He's like, no. What do you mean? And then Hank's like, well, how is your dad? Is he working? And Junior's like, I don't know. And then he's like, well, how are they getting by? And then Marie uses Junior to help put the pressure on Hank. She's like, you know, your uncle could leave whenever he wants. And then Hank gets irritated. He's like, don't be passive-aggressive through Junior with me, Marie. Drop it. And then, you know, Junior's like, listen, man, I'm, you know, talk about, you know, 
you have a lot more than I do. You know, I've experienced, you know, no one gave, I don't know if this is when he says no one gave up on me. But I think he says, well, if I, maybe I should be in here. If you, if you should be in here, maybe I should be in here. Uh, then we have Walt playing with the scales of justice and he's using binder clips and, uh, metastasis. He was using gold coins and this is just scales, no statues, just the scales of justice. Saul's playing solitaire on his computer, but the scales are out of whack on this one. They are not in balance. You know, if you're looking for thematic guidance, the scales of justice or, or whatever scales are off. And then he was like, you know, this is an hourly thing. We're just sitting in my office. And Walt's like, well, I thought Jesse was coming. He's like, he's not coming. And then he's like, well, what's the plan B? And he goes, well, Walt's like, I don't know. That's why I'm here. And then Walt's like, well, can we have, you know, he's like, let's just have Jesse, you know, get picked up on a traffic stop or something. And Saul's like, I don't know. And then they kind of go back and back because Walt doesn't really know about the system. He's never been in it. So he says, oh, just have him pick up, you know, trash, you know, and spend, you know, spend a couple, you know, spend a week or two. But then Saul's like, well, maybe I could figure it out. He goes, that's like under the premium services, though. And he's like, all right, I'll work on it. And then we have another plan because we have Jesse and Wendy planning. And he, Jesse's like uh, kind of talking Wendy into doing him a favor. And then we have one of the great scenes of Breaking Bad, another great scene, Walt and uh, the baby, whose name escapes me. It's not Valentina, though. And there's a knock at the door. It's Mike, and it's, 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 this is good. And Walt's like, well, why didn't you call? And he's like, this isn't a phone call uh, discussion, Walter. And, you know, Mike's even nice. He's like, oh, I got a granddaughter not much older than that. But, you know, Walt's not being a very good host. And he says, have a seat, Walter. Or first, So first he does, uh, this is on phone talk, Walter. Then they make small talk, but Walt's not having it. He says, have a seat, Walter. And he's like, I know about this plan with Pinkman. It's not going to work. And Walt's like, why? He's like, because it's moronic. And, oh, even when Walt, when Walt shoots down Mike's small talk with his jerk, being a jerk, Mike makes, lets out a, bit, a little groan before he says, have a seat, Walter. And then Mike gives a speech, and even his face is trembling. Oh, my goodness. The wonder of this scene. At the end of the scene, he says, no more half measures, Walter. And it's just classic, classic Breaking Bad scene. Uh, then we have Jesse and Wendy getting a bag of Blake's Whataburger. Then Mike comes and gets Jesse to take him to the meeting. And it's Gus, Walt, and some gangsters. It's a double table, but no veggies. First meeting of the in the other Breaking Bad, in Metastasis, I think there were veggies. But in this one, there's no veggies. Uh, Gus is pretty dapper. It looks like he's in a wool suit. And Gus even raises his voice a little bit. Uh, he's definitely taking a sorty uh, stance, and he says, this will go no further. And Jesse freaks out. He says, you told on me, you know, to Walt. And Gus stands. He dismisses these these other hoods. 
And he says, listen to me, you have one friend in this room, this man, Walt. And then Jesse starts to look, he goes, no, 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 you don't look at him, you look at me. And he goes, you're going to apologize. And Jesse said, no, no, no. And then Gus says, okay, let's try to figure out a way to keep the peace here. And so Jesse tries to compromise. I really liked it when uh, Jesse was freaked when Walt raised his voice and stood up and said, don't look at him. But he was also still uh, staying to his Jesse, you know, was good. Uh, at one point, uh, Gus's face is just total plastic and not showing any emotion. He says, bring them, bring them back in. And then, yeah, Gus makes the deal, keeps the peace, he smiles. Oh, Jesse does it at the end, though. He still glares at Walt. And then the classic, they have to drive back together, uh, which is hilarious. And then Walt tries to be like, Jesse, your actions affect other people. And, you know, you have to make compromise. And Jesse just jumps. He's like, I'm at my car later, bro. You're... It, it, it was good while Walt was talking. Jesse's just staring out the window. And then he gets his car, drives past the kid riding a bike. Then we have Marie and Hank taking it. She's giving him a sponge bath. She's trying to talk him in loving style and getting better. And she even does a little check. And she says, uh, you know, you're not completely hopeless. I thought that was nice. And it's a great scene how she tricks him into leaving the hospital. And the Marie, Marie's, it's all worth it just to see Marie's look after the camera switches to the hospital room to them leaving. This pleased look on her face is just, uh, it's just gold. Really nice look, really nice acting. Then we have an indecipherable handwriting. It looks like it could be Jesse staring at his, oh, Definitely, this is one of the worst pieces of handwriting I've ever written. It might be cigarette, bad day. I don't even know. Uh, I think Jesse was in bed staring at his cigarette. Oh, and his girlfriend's like, oh, did you have a bad day? He goes, I don't even know. Oh, okay, it took me a second. Cross-reference that. And then you have Walt calling from the lab. He's like, Jesse, you're 42 minutes from late for work. And it goes from day to night, Jeopardy. Uh, Walton Jr. watching Jeopardy. And I think it was Wasabi was one of the answers. Then it's like uh, Solo. And then there's a barbaric cry. is a, a, a yelp. 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 So they go back and forth. And then Junior's like, what's a yarp? And uh, yelp, yelp, yelp. I can't even say it. And he's like, well, so, well, let's see, kind of a holler, a yell. And Walt's like, I got to go use the bathroom yet again. And then Walt makes a bathroom call. I noticed they were having potatoes at dinner. And then Walt does a lot of thinking about Jesse. And then he's like, you know what, Skyler, I got to go. I got to go pick Jesse up. And one more thing I noticed is, you know, Aaron Paul, he's got a, he's got a nice nose. You know, I have a bigger nose, and I said, well, geez, he's got a normal, like, he's got a nice, That's a, he has an actor's nose. He's a handsome young man, I guess we would say. But I remember I, it was late, it wasn't until I was, like, uh, 19 that I became, like, of all the personal flaws I could have been fixated on, 
I mean, I was more generally displeased, but then someone pointed out the size of my nose. It wasn't until I was 19 that they made me worried about that. But then I had so then I had so many other you know things. I I was you know obsessive and compulsively putting. So, I guess I would say I have a prominent nose, you know now, or I I guess I just don't care. But I but I did say well, geez, in comparison, you know my my nose is much bigger than Aaron Paul's, and also I have fur. He's got nice hair. He can act. I can lull. So, you know, it says, you know, neither one of us lost. He just kind of won uh, because, you know, he's great. So, uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode. All right, I want to thank everyone that donated on PayPal. I want to say thank you and good night to Michelle E., to John Z., uh, good night to Liz B., good night, Julie S., Good night, Michael C. Uh, good night, Jody B. Good night, Shaw K S. Good night, Marcia. Good night, Julie F. Good night, Crystal S. Good night, Christy. Uh, good night, Christy D. Good night, Karen N. Good night, Carrie D. Thank you and good night to Valine. Uh, thank you and good night to Janice S. Good night, thank you and good night to Lulu H. Thank you and good night to Nancy. Thank you and good night to Taylor. Thank you and good night to Mary S. And thank you and good night to Roger. And a lot, a lot of wonderful good nights to all our Patreon supporters at Patreon too. Uh, good night to Monica. Good night, Monica. Good night, Tracy. Good night, Timothy. Thank you, Angie. Good night. Will M, good night. Liza, thank you. Claire, thank you. Good night, Valerie. Good night, Denise. Good night, Amy W. Uh, Nina, good night and thank you. SMC, thank you. Uh, Jim B, thank you and good night. Kathy S, thank you and good night. Peggy, thank you and good night. Alice, thank you and good night. Uh, David, thank you and good night. Becca, thank you and good night. PJ, good night and thank you. Gabrielle, thank you and good night. Miranda, good night. Hey, Estelle, good night. Uh, Guy S, hey, thanks and good night. Ryan, hey, good night, Ryan. Jessica, good night. Sarah, good night. Uh, good night, Jamie. Good night, Jessica B. Good night, Deborah A. Hey, Rory, good night. Fintan, good night, thank you. Kimberly A, thank you and good night. Makana, thank you and good night. Courtney, thank you and good night. Megan OT, good thank you and good night. Uh, David M, thank you and good night. Emily D, thank you and good night. Penny R, thank you and good night. Sully, thank you and good night. Elise, thank you and good night. Uh, good night, Dylan. Good night, Matt L. Good night, Jeremy B. Good night, Dave W. Good night, Calm. Good night, Emma. Good night, Nathan. Good night, Letter K. Thank you. Good night, Zach. Good night, Cynthia M. Good night, Jennifer M. Good night, Christy B. Uh, good night, Han. Good night, Dawn. Good night, Anthony. Good night, Carol. Abigail, good night. Stuart, good night. Astronaut, uh, Jay, good night. 
uh, Mark W. Good night. Stuart V. Good night. Samantha and Ray. Good night. Uh, Cassandra. Good night. Michelle. Good night. Stephanie D. Good night. Heidi K. Good night. Dennis. Good night. Lindsay C. Good night. Emma. Good night. Leslie. Good night. Good night, Corey. Eric, good night. Roxanne, good night. Justin, good night. Ty, good night. Good night, Quentin. Good night, Teresa. Jay, Sylvie, good night. Hector, good night. Amy, good night. Lisa, good night. Heidi F., good night. Tobias, good night. Uh, Jessica D., good night. Bettina, good night. Uh, Julia R., good night. Sonia R., good night. Uh, Amy L., good night. Mark G., good night. Anna W., good night. Michael M., good night. Mavio, good night. Uh, Emily H., good night. Nick, good night. Aaron, with an E, good night. Lay, good night. Fiona, good night. Hong Kong, F., good night. Uh, Becca, good night. Nicola, good night. Uh, good night, Mike B. Good night, Robert J. Good night, Brittany B. Good night, Michael R. Good night, Laura B. Good night, TR. And thanks, everybody else.